0: The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny, Pool, Patio, and Spa. What an amazing LCS series from both the American League and the National League series. You know, honestly... It was hard to get into baseball with the uh, whole COVID protocol and just cancellations and just not really sure which direction the MLB was going when it started out. But I'll tell you, this postseason has not disappointed. It's been an amazing uh, just entertainment, just watching several good teams battle it out. I love that the MLB has the best of five series in the NLDS you know, I wish the NBA would follow suit and do that first round as a best of five series instead of a best four out of seven because, you know, you have a team that just won 58 games and they're playing a team that won 40, a losing record, sliding to that eighth spot in the, uh, in the postseason. You know, it just makes for boring basketball. I know the NBA did it to make more money, but still, I think it just waters... Waters uh, down the product when you have that kind of situation and you see the Warriors beat whoever by 35 in game one, and you're like, I have to witness this three more times before they advance to the next next round. So I'm glad the MLB has the right structure in place for that NLDS and the ALDS series. Now, I know uh, some Braves fans with just the way that everything transpired i mean you know having that 3-1 lead only to see it evaporate against the dodgers and not only to see it evaporate against a uh, period but just to see it evaporate against the dodgers i mean that's out of all teams in the national league you would probably uh prefer and hope to beat the dodgers i think it doesn't sting as much against other teams But it's something about L.A. and New York, those type teams, because we know they get all the publicity, they get all the hype, TV deals and contracts and all that. So um, all the publicity and the attention they get on any major sports network is usually about L.A. and New York, whether they're really good teams or they're bad teams. And that goes for any uh, sport out there, whether it's hockey, baseball, basketball, or football. So you know the Braves definitely suffered a a devastating loss. I mean, to me, honestly, I'd rather get swept than have a three one lead, lose in Game Seven, and be eliminated. Like I'd rather just know, okay, this team was better than we were, or we just didn't show up, and you know we didn't have a chance. So I'd rather get swept in four games any time, other than uh, rather than losing in Game 7. Game 7s are so heartbreaking, and I've experienced quite a few, you know, especially in basketball with my Spurs. I remember back in the 05 NBA championship where he lost, well, we beat the Pistons in Game 7. We lose to the Heat in 2013 where uh, Ray Allen hit that shot in Game 6. To start the 2014 playoffs, we beat the Mavericks in, in uh, Game 7 in the first round, and then 2015 we lost in the first round in a Game 7. So I hate Game sevens because there's so much uh, emotion and nervousness knowing that this could be it. Like, there's no more, no more games if you lose it. Like, there's no room for error. So you have to do everything to get that W. There's no uh, second-guessing. Like, you have to get it done because if not, then that's the end of your season. And so, you know, that's what we saw against the – with both the Braves and the Dodgers series as well as the Rays and the Astros. And uh, before we get into the Rays-Astros, talking about that series, you know, the Braves, I mean, you can't be in a better position. You're up 3-1. You have an opportunity to close this one team three straight times. And you can't get it done. And you know, I think it just speaks to the talent level that LA has from from top to bottom. I mean, we know how great and how stacked they are. I mean, we witnessed that. If you if you are new to the Dodgers and how much talent and depth they have, one, where have you been? And two, you saw that in Game Seven with Kike Hernandez being the guy to pinch hit as Dave Roberts chose him off the bench to hit for Jock Peterson. Honestly at first I was just like, man, like, I like Jock in the lineup, you know, but um when you have a lefty at the plate and Peterson, you have a lefty on the mound and uh and mentor. You know, I just think it was perfect that he made that call and went to Kike Hernandez. A guy who really doesn't get that praise. He doesn't get he's kinda one of the, always that unsung because. He always, he, more times than not, he comes through in the clutch. And he just doesn't get that same attention and recognition as the other guys do. Like Bellinger, of course, we'll get into that a little bit later. And, you know, Corey Seager and Mookie Betts and uh, players like that. But let me take you back to this Fox call for Kike Hernandez when he hit the game-tying home run in the bottom of the six. Check it out. Hernandez. Hits one in the air. Left center field. This game is tied. On the eighth pitch, his eighth career postseason home run. And it's 3-3 in the sixth inning of game seven. I mean, what a call by Joe Davis filling in for Joe Buck on Fox Sports. I mean, that audio will be one of the most memorable calls in baseball history, and especially for a guy like Joe Davis, a guy who gets a chance to fill a legend's uh, shoes, or I should say his chair, his headset, because Joe Buck had other obligations, so he wasn't able to be there for the Game 7 with the Dodgers and the Braves and the NLCS. Now, let me just read you... Joe Buck's itinerary for the next few days. It started on Sunday. As I mentioned, he couldn't call the Dodgers and Braves game. He was instead doing the Bucks-Packers game, which the Bucks just completely annihilated the Packers. I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look so bad on a football field. But getting back to Joe Buck's schedule, Monday was the Bills and Chiefs game that game that had to be rescheduled because of all the positive tests from the Tennessee Titans Tuesday, which is today world series game one, Wednesday world series game two Thursday, he'll be doing the giants Eagles game Friday. He's doing the world series game three. And then Saturday he's doing world series game four. So you're looking at every single day from Sunday to Saturday, Joe Buck will be working. And people will say, well, he's doing what he loves to do. Like, you know, broadcasting, calling a game. Let's just sports. This is fun. Yeah, but you don't understand how much work that goes into preparation for a broadcast and understanding teams and players and tendencies, uh, all the meetings that's involved. You know, I've had people say the same thing to me about. Doing a podcast and it's like, well, you're doing what you love, though. Yeah, but it's a lot of work that goes into each episode as well. Like I'm researching numbers and stats and studying and watching the film, and you know, I think sometimes people don't understand what really goes into the final product. But you know, that call by Joe Davis, I know he'll uh, never forget the opportunity to be a part of such a memorable moment and. You know, that wasn't his only legendary call as he had another opportunity, maybe even bigger, as Cody Bellinger, the shot heard around the world as he untied the game in the bottom of the seven. Eighth pitch has been the magic one tonight, this time. So Joe Davis comes through with another big time call, a moment that, like I said, he can always tie his name to. I mean, he did an excellent job calling that game. John Smoltz, one of the best analysts in sports, like not just baseball, but he does an excellent job breaking down tendencies and uh, strategies and what to expect here. Like, I love listening to John Smoltz, and you know, Fox has done an excellent job, including him, especially at this time of the year in the postseason, because he just does a phenomenal job when it comes to being uh, a color commentator. And of course, everybody knows Atlanta is uh, it's his home as far as pitching for the Braves, being a Hall of, uh, Hall of Famer starting out in Atlanta now he doesn't show that bias when he calls a game like you wouldn't know that he played for atlanta that he was a huge part of the atlanta braves success in their franchise but i think that just speaks to the type of person that he is that he doesn't allow his emotions his ties to the city and to the team to affect what he does in his job so i Definitely commend John Smoltz and everything that he does when it comes to being a broadcaster. Now, I know a lot of Braves fans didn't want to hear that soundbite, and it's not a shot to you at all. It's just, this is history. It's part of uh, what happened. I mean, even if Atlanta won, I was planning to do an episode based on the Braves being back in the World Series for the first time since 99, so... Uh, The way everything unfolded, the way that the series uh, went about, the way Game 7 concluded, there's no way I could not talk about that game and what transpired at the end of that series. So, Dodgers are moving on to the World Series, their third National League pennant in four years. We shall see if they can finally come up with a World Series crown. Hey, this is Alexis Milanski for the Houston Academy Raiders. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Pinch-a-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like Big Green Eggs, clear light Infrared Saunas, and Patio Furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, phone 334-671-POOL, Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at dennyvision.com or phone 334-793-2633. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Hey, this is Will Holland for the Wiregrass Kings, and you're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny, Pool, Patio, and Spa. As we talked about the NLCS and what happened with the Dodgers Brave Series, we know what happened in the AL Series as well, with the Astros climbing all the way back from a 3-0 deficit just to fall short to the Tampa Bay Rays as the Rays are now in the World Series playing today against the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, this is the Rays' second World Series appearance since 2008 when they lost to the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that's built very unconventional. I mean, uh, they don't really they, – they have a very unique way of – Handling their pitching style. I mean, it's been well documented over the last season or two and them using openers, uh, a guy who would just pitch the first inning or two and kind of constantly changing their pitching rotation. Now, the MLB added a few rules to kind of change the way managers operated uh, this year with given each pitcher a minimum of 3 batters which I love that they implemented that new rule because it's excruciating to watch when you see okay a left-handed batter's up next the manager goes and get his left-handed arm okay he pitches that one guy he brings in another pitcher to pitch to this right-handed batter and then two batters later they're bringing another pitcher and I'm like this is ridiculous like these are all major league players they didn't get here by just pitching to one type of batter uh one type of hitter and I know it's all about numbers and analytics and all that and i I get that to an extent but you can't just go off of what numbers say you got to have a that gut feeling that that uh that deep down inside you know okay this is the right decision to make regardless of what the numbers say you should do and You know, Dusty Baker is a guy who, uh, you know, he's been vocal about, you know, I trust based on what I see. How is the game unfolding? And how is this pitcher uh, doing in the last one in the third inning, you know? Because the numbers may say, okay, this is the third time through the lineup. They tend to hit the more they see that pitcher, which – it's understandable. I play baseball myself, so I, I know the more you see one pitcher, the more you understand his velocity and his release and his tendencies. But at the same time, you have to go with the flow of the game. And you see, okay, this pitcher is rolling now. He is flowing. Just like uh, Dave Roberts did in game seven against the Braves, I kept wondering was he going to take Julio Urias out and bring in Kelly Jansen to close the ninth. But it makes zero sense to do that because I know Jensen is the closer, even though he's kind of uh, had his moments uh, as of late. But Urias was pitching so well. I mean, he just had six up, six down. You have to trust that. You have to trust Okay, he is rolling. He has been in this type of situation before pitching in high-stress innings in the postseason, regardless of how young he is. He is battle-tested. He is very experienced when it comes to clutch moments and pitching late down uh, in the stretch. So uh, I commend Dave Roberts for leaving Urias in and not going to Kenley Jansen because Dave Roberts is a guy that's all about analytics and numbers and – You know, it it bugs me the way he manages the game, and I'm not even a Dodgers fan. Like, I saw him a couple years ago in the uh, 2017 World Series against the Astros where he took out Rich Hill, and Rich Hill, I think, went through like four innings, and Rich Hill was on a roll. I mean, this guy was just in a groove against that great Houston Astros lineup that they have, and they still have to this day only for Dave Roberts to do that again in 2018. Like he did the same exact thing in 2018 against the Red Sox with Rich Hill being taken out again. And so, you know, I would love to get Rich Hill and kind of hear his thoughts, even to this day, how he feels about being pulled prematurely because he did exactly what you want a starter to do, especially in this clutch moments in the World Series. So, You can't always go by what the numbers say. You have to go by what your gut, what your heart is telling you, what you're seeing in the flow of the game. Numbers aren't everything. Numbers aren't the telltale sign of every little outcome. I mean, you have to kind of see it for what it's worth. I mean, just kind of talking about numbers, and we'll get back to talking about the World Series. But I remember Russell Westbrook, you know, he – finished the season with a triple-double, wins the MVP, all that. People are like, man, he averaged 10 assists and, you know, triple-double this, triple-double that. I'm like, well, he also averaged five turnovers a game, too. So when you look at that turnover, uh, the assist-to-turnover ratio, it's like two to one, which is horrible. Like, I don't care if you average 10 assists. You turn the ball over five times a game. So that's where numbers can't really be the end of every story. you got to look at it in that context. So, uh, you know, you you can't just go by what the analytics say you should do and what the numbers are telling you in that particular situation. Now, you're looking at two teams who are very analytic-driven, the Rays, the Dodgers. uh, I think it's going to be an interesting (laughs) series for one team. And one team only, and that's gonna be LA. Like I don't see the Rays having any shot to win this series. And I know people say, Well, pitching wins championships, defense wins championships, and that's true. I mean, if you look at uh you know, some of the moments in recent history, I mean you look at the nationals of course with what they had In their series win against the Astros, another team who had great pitching and both teams had great hitting and timely hitting is really what it comes down to. But I think this Dodgers team is so loaded offensively that you can't get everybody out. You can't just limit them the way that the Rays were able to do. Against the Astros. Because if you look at that 7 game series. One that the Rays were up 3-0. Before the Astros stormed back to force a game 7. They beat the Astros 2-1. Beat Astros 4-2. 5-2. Lost 4-3. Lost again 4-3. Lost 7-4. And they won 4-2. So in their 4 wins. They had a total... Of 15 runs. Think about that. A total of 15 runs in their four wins. So they have great pitching. I mean, they finished third in the MLB in the uh, ERA for the season. But you know who finished first? The L.A. Dodgers. So we look at the L.A. Dodgers with the best ERA in the MLB for the entire season. And then they have an amazing lineup as when you have a guy like Kike Hernandez coming off the bench, that says everything you need to know about this LA Dodgers team with Mookie Betts leading off the lineup, followed by Corey Seeger, Justin Turner. Um, of course, you got Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger, Will Smith. I mean, this team, Chris Taylor, Chris Taylor is like my favorite player on the team. I love Chris Taylor. And This type of lineup is – there's no breaks. There's no breaks, especially with the new DH rule that's been implemented for this year, year. and I hope it's just for this year alone because I like the pitching – the pitchers hitting in an everyday lineup. And I'll tell you why. I know it's not exciting. I know it's not entertaining. But just because there's so much more strategy involved when you have, okay, this pitcher – he has another inning in him. It's to six. He could go to the seventh. But he's due up second as we come up to bat right now, and we're down by a run. So it's like, man, do I take this pitcher out and we hit for him or allow him to go uh, another inning or two knowing that he has plenty left in the tank? So I think there's so much more strategy involved when you have the pitcher hit. Do I bunt here? Do I let him swing away? Uh, do I go with a double switch? Like what's the plan? So I love that, uh, that, that idea when you have the pitcher hitting that the managers really have to think and manage a game. So having a DH in the lineup, I think it makes it easier for them. I know it's more entertaining for the fans as they get another guy, um, who can really bomb away, especially like a Nozuna who didn't, who's not a great fielder at all, but, in the situation, he can only DH and hit away and don't have to worry about playing in the field. And the Braves can gain another solid fielder out there and not have to worry about Ozuna's uh, average fielding play. Now, going back to this Dodgers-Rays series, the way they beat the Astros, that's not going to get it done against this Dodgers team. Like You can't score 15 runs and four wins and expect... Uh, to come out on top. So I'll give the Dodgers four wins and five. Like I think the Rays will make it tough at times, but I just don't see them having enough juice to come away with their first title in franchise history. And we know how, how good they are and how talented they are with some young players like Brandon Lau. You look at Joey Wendell, Austin Meadows. I'm still baffled by the Pittsburgh Pirates trading Meadows and Tyler Glass now for Chris Archer. Um, And I like Chris Archer. It hasn't fared well at all in Pittsburgh for him. But even the move itself makes zero sense because the Pirates had already traded Garrett Cole. They had already got rid of uh, Andrew McCutcheon, one of my favorite players. Like, it makes zero sense for them to make that move at that time because they were no longer contending. So why would you go get a guy like Chris Archer trading two of your best prospects in that deal? I think it only set them back. And now the Pirates are one of the worst teams in baseball. So just think they could have Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now a part of their everyday lineup and everyday rotation. But instead they're playing in this 2020 World Series and I just don't think they'll have enough. And I like these guys. I like several of their players, as you've heard me speak about. But I just don't think they'll have enough power offensively. Like, I know they have great pitching, but eventually you make mistakes, as we've seen in the Dodgers-Braves series, especially in Game 7, how many times it got to an eighth pitch of the, the at-bat and it ended up in a home run on birth. Uh, both Kike Hernandez and Cody Bellinger home runs were both on the eighth pitch because once you force a pitcher to continually make perfect pitches, he's going to make a mistake. That's just the human side of the game. Like You can only be perfect so for so long before that levy really breaks and you make a mistake. And against these type of hitters in baseball, like they're going to make you pay Every single time you leave a mistake, I ain't gonna say every single time, but probably 90% of the time, that's how good of they, uh, hitters they are. When they see a pitch they know was not supposed to be in that location, generally they'll definitely make you pay for that type of result. So, um, uh, you know, the Dodgers, I think it's, it's weird because if the Dodgers lose to the Braves in game seven of the NLCS, I think Dave Roberts is fired. I think it. I was kind of in a way like, man, this this is it. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I would be one of the guys that's saying, yes, he should be gone. He should no longer be the manager there. But they have been winning despite him because I could lead this L.A. Dodgers team to a World Series without saying a single word for the entire season. I mean, that's how much talent they have pitching and hitting. Like one of the most complete teams – in the MLB. So, if they don't win this World Series somehow, some way against this Tampa Bay Ray team, he will still be fired, I believe. They'll part ways. They'll say he stepped down or whatever, but we all know what that really means uh, when you get down to it. So, I'm looking forward to this series. I'm not expecting it to be a thriller of any kind. I'm not expecting it to go six or seven games. I'm really expecting the Dodgers to handle business early and often and win their first MLB title since 1988. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy of M Sports. It's more than a game. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. to the Sweet Spot sponsored by Pinch-A-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa as we close with today's Triple C segment and this is what I want to share with you today. A wise man once said nothing at all. And what that means is sometimes it's just best to be quiet. To not have a response. To not let people know what you're really thinking inside. Like, whatever comes to your mind doesn't always need to come out your mouth. Sometimes it's just best to just nod your head or, you know, just acknowledge that I heard you. I'm just not going to speak on that situation. I think it takes, it, it takes a skill. It takes a, uh, some time, some discipline to get that part down, to understand, like, okay, I don't need to say anything here. If I say a single word or really share how I really feel deep down inside, this is not going to end well. So always remember that a wise man once said nothing at all. So to become wise, I think it takes some time to understand when to say something and when not to say something. Those are both gifts given over time, led by the Holy Spirit. And as we always say, there is nothing better than being in the sweet spot. Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.